Summer is here, and we're counting down the days to another Marquette hoop season. Now dribbles further away, gives to Cam Jones. Inside to Iguodar, who stops it. a great That's pass a and an even better finish. Do any better, Tony. This is a special edition of Homer and Tony. Again, not looking to attack. Yeah, Prosper will. He'll jam Whoa. it. Showtime when you thought a game was wow. over. Live for Marquette's summer block party. Tolik stole it. He stole it in midcourt. He'll go to the basket. Oh, got it. Oh, crazy. oh, my goodness. Alongside Marquette Hall of Famer Tony Smith, here's the voice of the Golden Eagles, Homer. Yes, the Hall of Famer Tony Smith is on assignment. I am out at, on the Marquette campus. The Marquette Athletic Summer Block Party in the Central Mall will be going for at least another hour and a half or so. And the story is, without a doubt, just the basic heat. Um, that everybody is uh, is dealing with. I'm joined by Marquette men's coach Shaka Smart. First of all, welcome. Thank you. Good I, to be here with you. It's good to be here, and I uh, I've used this because you taught it to me. Like um, when somebody said, "Is the player one and done?" and you said, uh, "Everybody is potentially one and done." And so, except you, Homer. Except me. Yes. Well, these things, you know, things can change. No one's. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a contract like you do. Um, and then it's every day I say, so who's on the team today? But that's not the case. But there is just the premise of everybody's wondering um, when you say, all right, this is our group, or at what date that players could still join the team. It's a, it's a brand new world, but I don't want to misrepresent it. So what would you say to fans about when they should think this is the team? Well, I think you always should be thinking that. And then, you know, knowing that, the world we live in is very fluid. Um, you know, obviously, we had the uh, NBA draft deadline with Justin. So, that, you know, once he made that decision, uh, the 12 guys on our team, you know, make up our team. There's a couple other guys we were kind of looking at from a recruiting standpoint. But I'll tell you, Homer, to add someone to our team at this time of year, they would have to really be a perfect fit. Not that they wouldn't at any other time of year, but the last thing you want to do is just add someone for the purposes of adding someone. How much further along is it? I feel like each year you're going to learn more, or does it just change every year where it's no different in terms of that unknown or the name, image, and likeness, whatever it is? Yeah, I think it's evolving every year. And I think for me, you know, and this hasn't changed actually from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, by far the most important thing is if you can get – players to unpack the bags and you know really invest in Marquette and Marquette invest in them and that reciprocal relationship where there's a genuine care and concern over multiple years you know hopefully four years uh, then you really got a chance to build something special but obviously there's new complicating factors with that but that doesn't mean it's not possible Um, you know of all of our guys that uh, had the opportunity to come back. Everybody has, right? Everybody has. Obviously, Justin made his decision. You know, Greg, I think coming into this past year, felt like, hey, it's my fifth year at Marquette. I'm, you know, this this is going to be my last year. Um, But, you know, all the freshmen and sophomores that we had this past year, first and second year guys, we felt like, hey, guys, uh, you know, we're going to pour into you guys the best we can. And we want you guys to invest in this team and each other. And they did a great job of that. And now they're here. You know, we're, we're at the summer barbecue. And, Omar, it feels like uh, 
less than 365 days since we did this last year. But uh, we're excited about being in this kind of building stage again this time of year. I feel like I'm here now representing all the Marquette fans. Who are there. All right, who's this year's Justin Lewis? Well, did you know that uh, last year's Justin Lewis was Justin Lewis at this time? Um, yes. I didn't know what to degree because I knew something special was there based on the way you talked about him and wanted to talk about him. Most of it dealt with his development as a person. Yes. But it was clear in your discussion that that was not the sixth man, Justin Lewis. So basically you're putting the pressure on me to no, tell you. Hey, <laughs> no, you know what I said last year at this time? You're making the tournament. And everybody said I'm crazy. You know what I'm saying this year at this I, time? You're making the tournament again. You know what, Homer? I will never forget that um, because I don't know. We were sitting over there. Correct. And when you said that, you kind of caught me by surprise, and I liked it. Uh, but you were really the first person since I had gotten to Marquette to say that, and I just liked the way the conviction you had. Uh, but then I also felt like, wow, okay, we got some real work to do <laughs> in between now and, you know, the time we get to the season and about the time we get to the end of the regular season. But, you know, I think for our team to answer your initial question, Tyler Kolick, Oso Iguodaro, Omax Prosper, those guys uh, probably were the best players in the spring, along with Cam Jones. Um in our spring workouts and you know it, it makes sense for the first three guys I named because those guys were in their first year last year playing for us but they were in their second year of college and now they'll be in their second year at, at playing for us at Marquette but they'll be upperclassmen from the standpoint of you know no longer a first or second year player um, which one of those guys is going to be Justin Lewis I, I, I don't know that any of them is going to be exactly Justin Lewis. Uh, I could guess which one will score more than the others, but... Uh, uh, I, I would guess uh, I would guess you'd go with Kolick. For scoring? Yeah. Or Prasper. I'll tell you what, Kolick's going to score more than he did. I'll okay. promise you that, and he will shoot better than he did. You can write that down, Homer. Uh, <laughs> he will shoot the ball better than well, he did. Well, that's fine. Uh, Why do you say that with the confidence that you do? The guy's really working. The guy looks really good shooting the ball. I think last year for him was a really interesting year from the standpoint of, you know, I don't know how you feel, Homer. I think he had a very successful season, led the, led the league in assists, um, you know, was the point guard on the NCAA tournament team, had several big games against really good teams to help us win. Um, but he's a guy that he does judge himself quite a bit on his shooting. And other people judge him on shooting, like, you know, a lot of people do. And he didn't have as good of a three-point shooting year percentage-wise as a lot of people expected. I, I don't judge him on his shooting. But, you know, to me... He had incredible rebounding numbers. When he rebounded well, I want somebody to check on how the team did when he had, like, six or more rebounds. And there were a number of games in which he did. That's a good point. Uh, and, that, and we're going to need that, you know, coming into this year. Right. Um, but he's going to shoot the ball better just because of the way he's worked, the confidence he's developed. Uh, I think going through last year, Homer, and understanding the way he was defended, it gives him a much better, you know, just sense going into this offseason for what he has to do. But I'll tell you, you know. And I, okay, I have one question to ask about it. 
He can finish around the basket. He's big and strong, and he shows the skills that you see some other player, and you go like, they're taller than he is, but he can still finish. And then he didn't, and he would miss shots. And once he adds that, then he becomes really hard to stop because he can score against you in many or score or yeah. assist in rebound. He can do so many things against you. I'm asking you because I, I don't know why those shots didn't go in because it's not like he isn't strong enough or his body doesn't appear in the position to finish. Well, to your point, uh, he has the capability. And as he continues to get better and better with finishing, it really – it opens up his passing. And then he'll more. get more free throws. More free throws. But also, second half of the year, particularly in Big East play, teams started playing him to pass. They knew he was going to pass. So they right. said, hey, try to finish. Try to make the three. And so now I think understanding, again, the way he's being guarded, um, he's got a way better sense coming into this year uh, of who he needs to be and what he needs to do. Finishing is definitely one of the two biggest points of emphasis for him in his offseason development, uh, both in his mind and in our coaching staff's mind, um, and we're excited about it. All right, Omax Prosper, I will always remember as the reason that Marquette beat Villanova, and in fact beat him the second time, never trailing in the game, because Omax Prosper could take away Gillespie and prevent Gillespie from doing what he loved to do, which is score around the basket. And I don't think they played any other team that had a player that good at doing that. And that's why Marquette beat them twice and the second game never trailed. Is there any truth to that? Absolutely. You're right on. You know, you know a thing or two about basketball. Homie. Nah, well, um, thanks. No, absolutely. Omax had a phenomenal first season for us. You know, Homer, you're talking about a guy who, this is pretty rare. He skipped a grade in high school. So he's, he's very young. And then he came into college at Clemson and played sparingly on an NCAA tournament team. Right. And I think it, in some ways, was jarring to him or shocking to him, like it is for most guys when they play sparingly, because he had never not had a lot of success individually. But I really give him credit coming in here as a brand-new player this time last year, um, you know, learning the system, learning his teammates – and adopting a role of doing exactly what you're talking about. Hey, let me shut down Colin Gillespie. Let me be the guy that, you know, guards some of these better wing players uh, around the country. And I thought he did a phenomenal job of that and then continuing to learn, okay, how can he be effective on the offensive end? So big key for him, you know, this offseason is, is taking another jump you know, on the offensive end while continuing to improve on defense. Yeah, you you would say this is not fair to him, but and I don't know how much is true, but he seems to me a guy who could be Jimmy Butler-like. So Jimmy Butler here, Buzz Williams, whenever anybody scored, there's a timeout called, and McElvain and I go, well, we know who Jimmy's guarding. The only player he didn't guard when that guy went great was Hashim Thabit. There was a limit of, I guess he'd only go. But my point is, I don't, I don't know that he can do that. But I think he, he's capable of it. I, I just, I think of Gillespie. But I think, I don't know that there's a size of a player just like Jimmy Butler that he can't stay with. Yeah. Assuming those defensive skills are like 
Jimmy Jimmy's were. But well, we're going to need that this year from him. We're going to need that versatility because last year, Daryl and he both kind of had right. that ability. Not saying they were Jimmy Butler, but that ability to guard a lot of different positions and uh, hone in on a guy and do a great job making him inefficient. Uh, and, and so Omax is going to have to take even a bigger jump with that. And then we've got some other guys we feel like can can step into a role of being uh, a defensive aggressor and defensive stopper. You don't use this word. You have other defensive words. But if you ask me who's the toughest player on the team, I would say Omax. But I'm not saying I'm right because Mitchell is pretty seriously tough at Mi times. Mitchell and Kolick. Yes. Uh, I, those two are really, really tough. I mean, it all depends on how you define toughness. No, uh, it's, it's based on how you defend Stevie uh, Mitchell is a guy that the energy that he brings and, you know, just the sheer grit and determination and honing in on his assignment is, uh, is impressive. And another guy, you know, going from his freshman to his sophomore year that we're excited about taking a jump. Talking with Shaka Smart, we have a minute or two left. It is the Marquette Athletic Summer Block Party at the Central Mall. It's going on until about 7.30 or 8. We did it last year. We're doing it again. I know everybody's mad. I haven't asked about Zach Reitzel, so now I'm asking. The assumption is he is going to have a significant role on the team this year. Well, we're excited to see. He, Zach's the one guy who's not been our wor in our workouts this summer because – about three days after he got here, he had a scope on his knee. So we won't be able to see him playing live basketball until later in July. Um, but we're excited about him. You know, we're talking about a guy who was player of the year in uh, the NAIA level. He won a national championship. He was 31-1. and one. He really understands winning. Uh, and he's a guy who's an all-time leading scorer, rebounder, and assist man at his school. Now you talk about, okay, well, how does he make the jump in level to the Big East? And that's where you bring in his intangibles, uh, his work ethic, his toughness. He's one that, you know, if you ask me that question in a few months about, you know, toughest guys on the team, he better be at or near the top of the list. Um, he's immediately the oldest guy on our team <laughs> just because of uh, being a grad transfer. And, we, you know, we don't have any uh, seniors on our team. And he's a guy with a lot of winning experience. He's got a good way with his teammates. But more than anything, Homer, we've got to get him out there on the floor because How? that's where relationships are truly developed. How did you find out about him? What's the Every uh, player has a story with you. Yes. A friend of mine texted me and said, check this kid out. And, of course, there's an obligatory highlight tape. <laughs> so I watched the highlight tape. I said, you know what, he's got a chance. But then after you watch the highlight tape, then you want to watch full games, you know, because highlights are highlights. Then we looked a little deeper into it, and I realized that one of my former players from Texas was an assistant coach at Loyola of New Orleans, which is where Zach was going to school, where he won a national championship. That gave us a real window homer into who he is as a person. And we were able to pick that assistant coach's brain uh, in depth, very, very deep. Uh, on the intel, if you will, on who this guy really is, Zach Reitzel. And the more we found out, the more we liked. We felt like he was a guy that could come in and impact our team in a lot of ways. Um, but we also knew that there was going to be a big adjustment in level. And we knew that there was some, you know, certainly some variability there. But at the end of the day, his winning qualities, 
his character, and his sheer, you know, determination to be a great player uh, is what sold us on his ability to come here and impact our team in a positive way. Does he have a position? Yes. Uh, anywhere from three to five. All right. You know, he's, he's only 6'6", but, you know, he played point guard one year in high school, in college. Uh, you know, he, he's played the five. He's played an undersized five on his team. Uh, I would say for us, probably mostly four, uh, but, you know, can play all over the floor. Nah, he'll play a little five. Can, I'm predicting he'll play and a can defend, five. can defend all yeah, over the floor. Yeah, which is, determines what position you have. All right, we've uh, taken more time than we're supposed to, which is usual for me. All right, let's go. Last question, books. Let's go book. Book you've read, uh, a book you want to uh, mention. Um, let's see. I got a few going right now. Uh, there's a there's a Daniel Coyle book. Daniel Coyle, C O Y L E. Okay. He wrote a book three four years ago called The Culture Code, and he does these follow up books that are more kind of smaller, more practical, uh, easier reads. Uh, so he takes these deep dives into things like talent and culture, and you know he goes and studies these great organizations. Um, so with this one, the follow-up book, uh, I think it's called The Culture Playbook. Can I read the follow-up without the first yes. one? Yes. Yeah, well, that's the point of it, the point of these follow-up books. The follow-up to Talent Code, Homer, is a really good book called The Little Book of Talent. You would really like that. Okay. And the point of the follow-up books is, hey, here's kind of a Cliff Notes version cheat sheet if you don't want to yeah. read. Well, my version is like the first picture. I need the junior high level. Well, you know, I, I think you'll like it. All right, good. Thank you. I appreciate the time, and have a great summer. Thanks for coming on. Homer, thank you for everything you do. And excited about, you know, continuing to just learn more about. Every time I talk to you, I learn more about, about the history. And you don't even know. Sometimes you'll bring things up and say things that you don't even know that you're teaching me. So I appreciate you for that. Thank you, and uh, thanks again forever for the great words to George Thompson in his final event at Marquette at the banquet. Shaka Smart, I'm not sure who's next. You're listening to a special Homer and Tony live from the Marquette Summer Block Party on the home of Marquette Basketball, 94.5 ESPN. One head coach to another, Megan Duffy, the Marquette women's coach, joins us. You're not new anymore. When did, you st- when did you stop being a new coach or thought of as new? For you, maybe it was a week after you're here. I don't know. I always wonder where it's not new. Second year? I well, don't you know. gave me a hard time for having a name tag on tonight. I did, no, yes. It's for the people. No, you it's don't need people. any. If they don't know who you are, they need to go somewhere else. No, it's all good. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I think with all the pandemic and COVID stuff, I think you're constantly meeting new people at Marquette and trying to get, you know, um, your face and name out for yourself and your players. And um, I think we have a great product here with our women's basketball team. And um, I I think I feel more comfortable. I feel like a little bit of a vet, but uh, I think there's always a lot of new opportunities to meet new people. Do you do it the same way that you did when you, the first day you were here or has it required any change at all? Uh, there's been a lot of change. I, th- I think, you know, when I came in my first year, first, I remember first couple days, we had five people on the roster. 
and new freshmen were coming in. We had a lot of role players that were coming into to new roles of the following season. There was no real transfer portal. Now you fast forward and there's, you know, NIL and transfer portal and all different things that come into play. So you're constantly reacting, pivoting, trying to find new ways to be creative, you know, recruiting, and but also most importantly, give your student athletes a great experience. So what do you know? What did you think is necessary for Marquette to be as good and do as well as you think they can and what you think today? I mean, for us on the women's side, we've been consistently really good, top of the, the conference and, you know, fighting, you know, to be in that tournament. And as we saw with our, our conference this year, a team like Creighton who, you know, got into the tournament and went to the Elite Eight and made a great run and they haven't been in a couple of years. So there's there's a lot of parity on our women's side now and we're trying to, you know, get more teams with that national recognition like we have had. And uh, I love the challenge of trying to, you know, keep up with, you know, the Big Ten and ACC and recruit against them. And it's so important that, you know, our fans and alums know that because us coaches are grinding and working to, to put a great product up with these, you know, unique um, <laughs> challenges that are, are flying well, at us. The, what, what are the unique challenges left? I mean, COVID, um, but I would say, I don't want to say it's over, but um, at the compared to the level that it was at, it would seem to me that you'd feel like it's under control. It still exists, but we kind of have control of it. Now. Yeah, I feel like there's, there's a lot uh, better things in place to keep your season moving forward. And, you know, you always now have a chance to lose any one of your players, um, not for like the basic stuff of like the flu or injury. Now it's now it's just another piece with this COVID. But we've been able to, to just be resilient with that. And I think the other thing is just, you know, um, making sure these kids have a great experience because there's so much, you know, through social media and in the media about, you know, go to the next new place or shiny object. And I know, you know, Coach and I both believe from both our programs that we want people who are committed here and love this place. And we got a phenomenal institution and, you know, an amazing fan base. And we want to keep, um, you know, keep those those kids here. But the, the, the groundwork is different. I mean, kids may have always felt that, but I got to sit out a year. I don't know if I want now. Nah, I don't have to sit out a year. I get to, as I like to say, you get to do that once. Mm -hmm. After you've done it, you're pretty much done then. I don't know if kids have figured that out or yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're a little, I don't think we're every year. You're a little further along in the process. What, what would you say you feel now? Or is it exactly the same the way you felt when you didn't know as much as you know now? Uh, I mean, as you get more experience and me is still kind of a younger head coach in, in the country, you're still gaining all these new experiences. And I think with college athletics in general, it's going to probably open up even more. Who knows? There could be you know, this transformation committee that's getting together, who knows, it could be you could transfer not just once, you could transfer every year if you want to. So we're trying to just uh, stick to our cores and our values and, you know, get the, the right pieces in place with our, our Marquette family and, and hope, um, you know, we're, we're putting ourselves in position with that to do it the right way. All right, I know it's team, but, I mean, <laughs> I'm here to sell it. So are you, I know it's a Jordan King who started every game at, did you start every game in your uh, college career? I did not. She's got an upper. She's upper never line not me. started a game. I think is that right? Yeah, she came in as a freshman, and we knew she was going to get some playing time, and uh, we moved her to. She, she's played both guard positions. She's been a steady point guard for us. Great IQ, um, no nonsense kid. You know, completely selfless, and it's amazing with her work ethic, being a selfless kid, and you know, just works to get better every year. Um, what she has just gained and garnered from that. So she's somebody that's going to have a huge role for 
for us this year as a senior and um, she's got some youth below her that she's going to have to figure out how to keep motivating and you know staying connected with our coaching staff down and uh, just a just a phenomenal um, young woman and you know just a great example for our entire university. So start with the rest that are back or the others that are new it's your choice. Yeah I mean we we lost uh, Lauren Van Clunen she finally finished up all her eligibility after six years and was a great leader for us and then Chris McLaughlin was the sharpshooter that transferred in from Purdue and had a, had a one year with us so those are two key pieces we're going to miss but you know Jordan King Liza Carlin is another rising junior who was really one of the most improved players in the country statistically she went up in every category um, just found just a just a place on the court this year is the best way her confidence grew um, Justine Ratterman one of our assistant coaches did a phenomenal job mentoring her and um, you know Chloe Murata obviously we know that name she's she's coming back for her COVID fifth year and she brings just a toughness and um, just an enthusiasm for this place she's played a lot of basketball for us and so her leadership is going to be important and then I think the other piece that's awesome is just we have you know a transfer coming in Ania Clark we've got um, somebody like Claire Kafis who's back from a knee injury um, missed her a lot last year we got four freshmen who we expect big things and it's just now see how good our coaching is right to see if we no. can get them better and uh, <laughs> no I know the coaching's know. good it's you know, how good are they and how quickly and um, so who? It's what keeps us up at night. How, how good can we get them? How quickly we can how, get them? Who of the newcomers would you say, I mean, I was on a level, who's going to have the biggest impact from the start or... I think one of the things when we um, finished our season last year, we, we knew we wanted to play faster. Marquette basketball is always known for our pace and getting up and down the court. Um, I didn't love that last year with our team. So Nia Clark, one of our transfers coming in, uh, is somebody who's who's a vet, even though she's new to our program, and she's fast as lightning. She can get out and transition. So, you know, her and Jordan King finding that connection is going to be really important. And then, man, I like our freshmen. I don't like to talk too much about them early, as most coaches don't. But I think they're, you know, they can shoot the three. That's something we've been missing. If we can keep our toughness and how good defensively we'd be and, and add a few shooters on the perimeter and put the ball in Jordan King's hands, I, I like where we could be at some point. Wow, who can make the threes? Let's allow, I, I want to put these names down because <laughs> you know who can make them or who's made them or you wouldn't have recruited them. Right on. Uh, Kenzie Hare's a, a freshman from Chicago who we like. Uh, Emily LaChapelle, homegrown Wisconsin kid from up in Appleton. Uh, those are two guards that are going to be, I think, really good and we got a, a point guard coming in which you always need point guards and ball handlers and you know, Sharia Smith, I guess I named them all so there's no That's good. leaving them out. Uh, Right. And then, and then, lastly, just you mentioned a little bit the Big East, but a couple of schools showed last year that it's a little deeper. I would have thought the Big East is UConn, Luke DePaul, and Marquette, mm -hmm. not necessarily in that order, but those right. three. And then now, like, what is this? Villanova, uh, Creighton? Creighton. Not that they weren't good, but it just didn't. They didn't seem to fit. But clearly, they must. Being that the group is now maybe five. I don't know if it was just last year. Yeah, or and then you throw in Seton Hall, who, Seton Hall, who had a yes. good season. And, uh, you know, I really think we have, you know, six to eight teams that if you stay healthy, it, it just the depth of our conference has changed. And like I said, Creighton was a, a really awesome story. Went in, you know, the NCAA tournament on the women's side, you play on home, you know, home courts of other teams. So they went into Iowa, packed full arena and knocked them off. And, you know, um, you know, DePaul will be back strong again. And Villanova has one of the top players in the country on their team. So if you got a really good player, 
you know, you fit the right pieces around them, they've been successful. So we've all been kind of clawing and fighting with each other. And so I think the big thing is getting the notoriety out that all these teams could be dancing. And I know what you want. You don't ever bring this up, but you love to have the Alpac so that winning in winning at Marquette becomes something that team, other teams talk about. Absolutely. I think after COVID, we were just trying to get our fan base back and get people just comfortable again to be in the arena. And, and by the end of our season, after the first of the year, um, crowds were coming back. It was amazing to just see, you know, some little girls from our youth camp coming to games and uh, just just that dynamic of, of them seeing the role models of our young women. And, you know, I think that with our arena, the size of it, it's a women's basketball facility, uh, just the, the crowd and the atmosphere that we can create. And people, you can't imagine the people that come to me like, man, it's, it's not too expensive to come and we get, you know, this opportunity for these halftime, you know, experiences and just love it. And it's just a matter of getting people and then they'll start coming back. Look forward to the games and then seeing you again here next year. And then you'll be the old vet. Right on. Thank you. Megan Duffy, Marquette women's coach. Again, uh, we'll have other players, coaches. I'm not sure who's next. Again, the Marquette Athletic Summer Block Party at the Central Mall here on the campus of Marquette going until... 7.30 or 8. Seems like it's cooling down, but being under something really helps. We'll find out who's next. Uh, uh, this uh, is uh, the Marquette uh, Athletic uh, Summer uh, Block Party, uh, Central uh, Mall. I'm Homer. I'm not sure if that's Zach Reitzel or... Uh, uh, I'm guessing it is. I'm guessing it is. Or Cam Jones. Which? Uh, who's doing the singing? <laughs> it's definitely me. My bad. Yes. Well, no, there's no bad. Guilty. But we don't. Everybody wants to know more about you, because you're the guy who came after. This is your extra year, right? With COVID, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it and is. And you came from Loyola, New Orleans. Yes, I did. Yes, All right, did. Cam. Cam Jones. This is his second year. Yep. So, Cam, you tell us what we need to know about Zach Reitzel, because I tell you what I've learned. Like on the court. You know, no, just in general. You know what I've learned about him? What you learned? About He's got him? an opinion on everything. He's got something to say about everything. That's a positive. Is that Cam? You laughed. Is that true or that not? Yeah, Zach. Zach got his opinions, and he's going to tell you his opinions. Yeah, he's going to okay. make sure his opinion hurts. All right. Okay. Of course. Of course. There we go. All right. So, Cam, give uh -huh. it. Give the Marquette fan base an uh, introduction to uh, to Zach because how what you say about him is way mm. more important because you're going to be his teammate right. and play with him. Uh, Zach, a pretty cool dude. He thinks he's better than me in video games, but wow. I mean, he's not. Uh, so, uh, what video game are we talking uh, about? 2K, a bad NBA game. Wow. He, he's not better than me at that game. Wow. Cam is talking <laughs> out of his mind. Well, wait a minute. Wow. You have, you have Cam, you have played against him, and yeah. clearly one person wins. Who yeah. wins? Tell him. <laughs> Tell him. He gets lucky. Oh, ah. here we go. It's lucky. Oh. The old luck you know, scam. I think then you should have said. Yeah. Uh, he's not as good as I am, but he gets lucky and yeah, beats me he all does the get time. Lucky. I wouldn't say that. I how many say that. how many times does he have to beat you when you'll stop saying Zach's lucky? Because it sounds to me like he's winning the majority of games. He's only beaten me legitimately one time. Maybe wow, twice. one maybe time twice. Crazy. Maybe, maybe twice. Maybe okay, twice. Okay, let me just let's get into this legitimate. I'm gonna thing. let you talk too. Okay. That's yeah, how, what? He's only beaten you legitimately, which means he's beaten you non-legitimately a number of times. So what makes it a legitimate win? When uh, you know, you know two K two K has a lot of you know bad things featured in the game. You know, uh, and I feel like two K really is 
I don't know. It, it has momentum in the game for sure. So they can sense when things are going bad for you and just make it even worse. I'm, I'm going to let Zach finish this, but as an outsider, I'm saying, Cam, you might have a problem with accepting yeah. reality of video nah, games. Nah, nah, mm. No? I can uh, definitely add on to that. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Feel man, free to, so, Zach. You know, some people... They just, you know, they can't own things. And, and Cam just needs to take ownership of his L. And that's just something he's working on. He's working on that here at Marquette, you know, and that's why they brought me in here. Ownership of his L. Like, you that's know, good. I like that. I'm, I'm, did you invent that? or? I, I did, actually, because I <laughs> hand out L's frequently. Yeah, so. I can bet you do. So, um, yeah, they, that's one of the main reasons why I'm here, because I'm a winner. And, and not just in basketball. <laughs> like, everything I do, I win. All right, hold on. Because we're setting a standard because we were letting Cam. <laughs> okay. What do you win at other than basketball? Clearly, you win at basketball. Loyola, tell people how you did there at the school. There. At Loyola? Oh, this last year, we had an incredible year. We went 37-1. and We won a national championship, uh, something that's never been done before. Um, that, I think that's the best record ever in the NAI. And that championship, that was the first championship in the city of New Orleans in over 70 years. Wow. So... Yeah, All right. That was, that was so what do you – now I said I knew you win at basketball. So what do you win at, as you refer to, other than basketball? Because you can't let anything fly in this conversation like okay. Cam tried to that he wow. doesn't lose. Well, I would, say, I would say my number one thing that I win at other than basketball is NBA 2K. Cam <laughs> is definitely under me. There's like there's – like, uh, there's levels to this. Okay. You know, and, and, and there's there's a food chain, and I'm at the top of the food yeah. chain. Oh my! Wait, it's, is there some? No one else on the team can beat you. No one else on the team. No uh, one. Uh, Cam. Matter of fact, matter of fact, the, the team is too small. We're t I'm talking about the world. No one in this whole entire universe world can beat Zach Wright in the game of 2K. You, I've beaten you before, bro. No. Wait a minute. I've Who? beaten you before. Have I, have I not beaten you before? Well, you might beat him once, but it doesn't mean who wins. Kian, is he, doesn't Kian, like, play? Kian plays video games. He doesn't play NBA 2K. Play. Oh. But, but even if he did play 12 hours a day, he would still get spanked by Zach Wright. No way. Absolutely. <laughs> not what I've heard. My scouting report says he works on 2K. You're going down. Absolutely not. not? Your, right. uh, okay. your personnel's a little off. I, 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 I know. 2K. I can change my scouting bureau. Yep. I'm going to need you to write that down. All right. Um, there we go. Why do you pick Marquette after you've had a successful career? You win a national championship. I'm assuming you could have deci decided to go play somewhere else. You didn't have to play college basketball again. You not only did, and you chose to come here. Why? Uh, I would say I chose to come here because uh, I have high aspirations on, on playing after college. And I felt like Marquette gave me the best opportunity to do that. And I wanted to come into a winning position. And um, and play a significant role in that, and I feel like this opportunity that I've been given by Coach Smart has given me that opportunity to come in and be a part of winning. What's the top thing you learned about that you knew would exist playing for Coach Smart? Uh, that you got to play hard every single day. He wants your best every single day. Um, he doesn't he doesn't take anything for granted. You got to come in and work your tail off every day. Now I love to ask this question of every player, and you can tell I'm old. So talking. Uh, at the special Marquette <laughs> banquet here this summer. I always want to know, for every player, Zach, game on the line, 30 seconds left. Where do you want the ball, and what do you want to do? Uh, I want to put the ball in the basket. 
Where are you going to be on the floor? Where am I going to be on the floor? Where are you going to be on the floor, and what are you going to do to put it in the basket? Some people, for example, I could ask Cam, but I don't really have to. You know what he wants? He wants to be as far away as necessary because whatever he shoots is going in. And if he has to shoot it from 22, fine. Mm -hmm. They make him go back to 25, he'll make that. And if I have to go even further, (laughs) then maybe I'll take a dribble and make that shot. But whatever I shoot, (laughs) it's going down, and we're going home winning. How'd they do, Cam? How'd they do? I love that. Is that true? I love that. Uh, If I asked you, well, you can answer that because you need to answer it, not me answering it for you. But uh, we'll let Zach go yeah, first because I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Well, if it's me or Cam. Yeah, no, it's you. What oh, you? If it's me, I shoot, I want to be anywhere on the floor, honestly, anywhere I can get a, uh, an open shot. No, come on. Some people it. like to be at top of the key. Some people like to be on a wing. Dwayne Wade, they got the ball to him on the wing, and from there he could attack the basket. No one could stop him. Or they like to be baseline and shoot a three. I mean, when you get the ball, you taking it to the hole, you're going to dunk, you're going to stop at 15, or you're gonna, what are you going to do? Well, I'm guarding you. I do no, like, no, the, I do like the wing. I, I like wings. Okay. I eat wing stop often. All right, you but need a pick, and or you can do it on your own? I feel like I can do it on my own. I, can, right. I, I would get downhill, try to get to the basket as my first okay. option for game. All right. So you're gonna make it. You're gonna. You're gonna be. If I get to six feet away, it's over. Or I got a dunk to finish it over. Or I could stop at the free throw line and take a step back, 15 footer. I'm thinking dunk. I'm yeah. thinking dunk. You just just use that 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 God given athleticism and just get up there and just dunk that ball. Just tear the rim down. Tear it off. <laughs> right off. All right. So what if you're playing somebody that's really good and oh. you can't dunk? Oh, and you can't dunk? Yeah. Dunk over. Well, that's when you got to get in your bag. That guy right there, he has a very, very big bag. And, um, you know, when you get in situations He's like that, you got to get into that bag. So, you know, somebody cuts you off, they're a very good All player. All right, what's in the bag? What's, what are you going to go to first? All right, say they cut off the drive. Yes. All right, then I'm going to give them a little shoulder bump. A hee-hee. <laughs> turn around, mid-range, fade away. 12, 12 feet away, 15 feet away. How, how deep can you go? 12, 15, 18. Don't matter. I know, I know you can't shoot as well as Cam, but is it close? It's uh yeah it's close it's close but K one say would say it wouldn't it isn't close <laughs> but you know I'm gonna say it's close because you know we work on our game every day I would say he probably handles you shooting threes as you handle him in two K that's what I would say okay is that okay. Do you agree or disagree yeah but like I'm just on an astronomically like different level and then two K okay. so right. it's like I, I, I got to disagree it's hard to make that comparison hard to, uh, all right Cam now you got it thirty seconds left where do you want the ball what are you gonna do uh, game's tied. Depends. Let's see. Let's say I don't. Let's say we just need a bucket. I don't even need a three. It's a tie game. We'll call ISO. Mm. Let the clock go down. Mm. Depending on how my my defender's guarding me, you know, if he's back, then I shoot the three. You know, if it's an open three, you gotta take it. If he's up he's on not me, gonna do that. He's yeah, gonna be yeah. on you. Facts. If he's on me, yeah, skip past him. Make the big help. You uh, don't need a screen. No, if I you want one or not want one? I wouldn't want one. Because if you situation. got one, then that means there are two defenders there. Yeah. If I got a screen, it depends. If the big is not, if the big can't move, then that'd be good actually. Get him on his heels, go score that too. Yep. But take us home. We yep. dance in the locker room after. If I'm just going one on one, I might. Oh, just do you want to go one on one, or yeah. do you want the guy to come up and set a screen? Oh, I want to go one on one. All right. Nice. I'm probably gonna get to my floater, mm. middle middle of the lane. He is a great floater. Yeah, the big man step up, shoot the float right over him, kiss it. Game. Ball game. I like. Hey, I like it. You like it? Yes. All right. Sure. I don't remember him doing it that often, though. He usually would just. He's, he's going to get into the floater back this yeah, year. Yeah, sure. yeah. He's going to. He sure. was just firing the three, and he would hit yeah. him because he shoot. It's a. Uh, but I agree. This yeah. year, I would assume they'll guard him out there and they'll force him. So when they force you, I should be watching the floaters. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a part of his bag. Like ten feet away, somewhere in there, in the lane, in the paint, in, in the, the lane. Paint. Yes. Okay. 
All right, Zach, the entire world, all market millions are listening. What's the one thing you want to leave them with about you that they'll get to know uh, playing for Marquette for you as a player? Uh, they watch you the first time, the first game, they're going to go, yeah, I heard about that that Zach writes about. I'm going to tell you, i got to see. What are they going to leave the first game going about you that you want them to notice the most? Uh, hopefully that I'm just a, a great, solid player. Uh, I feel like I want I want to leave them just knowing that Marquette basketball is in good hands this year uh, with me being a part of this team, helping this team win. So you can defend, you can rebound, you can make the assist, you can score? Absolutely. I want, I want them What's to, at the top of the list? Honestly, yeah, honestly, it's, it's all around. I want, all right. I want I, everything. I want, I want, them, I yes, want them to leave with everything. Yes, sir. Everything. Honestly. That you can do everything. You can do all yes. those things. Be a great all-around player. All the above. Yes. All right. What is going to be the same, and what will people notice different, Cam, with you talking with Cam Jones? Because it seems to me when they stop your jump shot, we're going to see we're going to see the floater. Um, I'm looking to be more of a, a better screener this year, better cutter. Um, get my teammates more involved um, in the play. And that'll that'll create more space for me and uh, everyone on my team. So uh, just filling the game out when I get in the game and, you know, just, uh, just trusting myself. What did you learn about Shaka Smart playing for him for one year? Like you said, like what Zach said, um, you got to bring your best every day, work hard every day. Uh, Shaka really doesn't take anything for granted. He doesn't take a workout a day for granted. Uh, so you just got to come with it. I um, mean, it's a lot of fun, though. So. And lastly, mm. the guy asked me to ask you this. When you admit your L in 2K, when you just... Will you just admit to the L? I, I lost. I lost. I lost. Does that work, Zach? Did he admit to the L? Is that good enough for you? That is great enough for me. Good enough for you. <laughs> Zach rides with Camp Jones. Thanks to both of you. Look Thank forward you. to this season. Thank, Thank you. you so much. You bet. More from Marquette next. You're listening to a special Homer and Tony live from the Marquette Summer Block Party on the home of Marquette Basketball, 94.5 ESPN. Again, Homer with you on the campus at Marquette, the Central Mall. It's the Marquette Athletic Summer Block Party. Been talking men's and women's basketball. Joined now by Jordan King, part of the women's team. And uh, she never has experience not starting a game. You're a senior, and you have started, am I correct, every game since yeah. you got here. Is that right? Every, every game, yep. So did you expect that or take us through three years of starting every game? <laughs> Uh, yeah, coming in as a freshman, I knew that there was a pretty big class uh, leaving in front of me. So um, I knew there were some shoes to fill at some positions, and one of those being the point guard position. And uh, so my freshman summer here, I think, um, you know, the coaching staff that was here at the time, and obviously Coach Duffy has been here the whole time with me. They've they've pushed me uh, practice in, practice out, um, off the court, all of that. So um, I think just, just the standards that Coach Duffy holds for each and every one of her players. But uh, for me especially coming in, I knew that there was going to be somebody they needed at the point guard position, and um, I was able to fill that, and I've had a, I had a joy doing that since then. So My theory, uh, you can agree, tell me I'm right or wrong, that 
the toughest position to play is point guard for a head coach who was a point guard. <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely a tough position. Uh, coach Duffy holds her point guards to very high standards, but honestly, it's been a great experience working with her and just being able to see the way that she teaches the game, the way that um, she, you know, her IQ level is just at, at a next level. And I think uh, a lot of times there's things that, you so know. So what she does she teach first? If someone's coming in, and maybe you'll tell the freshman, listen, uh, all this stuff, this this is number one. You better understand this if you want to play and play well for her. Yeah, you, you got to buy into her her and her program and the you know core values that we have here. That's that's the first step is if you can buy in and play hard, um, you know, good things could happen for you. And um, that's, I think, the thing is that we were talked about before of, of me starting every game and having some heavy minutes since my freshman year. I think that's been the biggest thing is um, coming in. I, I've, I've bought in and I've been a coachable player, and I think that's so something. So what does buying it mean? What did yeah. that mean to you? Like when I watched. I said the first thing I noticed is you better rebound. Yeah. I don't care where. Anybody on that floor, it sure looks to me like rebounding is very important based on what I see yeah. every player do regardless of their position. Yeah, rebounding is a huge thing for us. I mean, we, we win if we can uh, get those the, the board battle going on our end. But um, buying in honestly just means, you know, doing what's asked of you you come in and you know as a freshman you don't really know what your role is yet but you take those bits and pieces and you add them to add them to your brain and, and utilize that and, and play hard while doing so so as long as you can buy into the core values that we have in Marquette of being a driven player being a relentless worker um, and making sacrifices for your teammates that's the biggest thing too is just being able to buy into the things off the court as much as being on the court and, and taking practice by practice Talking with Jordan King, you have 30 seconds left to sell Marquette women's <laughs> basketball, so the Al is packed. What do you want to tell people to get an even bigger crowd there than occurs? Hey, for everyone that was there at the, the end of the season with the WNIT games, I think that's Marquette basketball. Um, and, and you guys just getting started for us. We're really excited to start this uh, next season, and we've got a great group of freshmen and a transfer coming in and an awesome uh, team of returners who's who's really excited to get to work starting tomorrow. So we'll see you guys this fall. Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, you were named after him, were you? I mean, you're from LA. Were you? Do you think you were uh, named after him? If you ask my dad, I was named after him. If you ask my mom, not so much. <laughs> Nicely done. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jordan King. Again, it's been the Marquette Athletic Summer Block Party. I'm Homer. Hope you had a great time. Players, coaches were outstanding. Back to ESPN Network next.